This episode of Legit Podcast Pro is brought to you by Easy Legal for Podcasters, the fast, easy, do-it-yourself way to get the business and legal affairs for your podcast under control, in order, and legit so you can play the bigger podcasting game to win. Visit easylegalforpodcasters.com. What if the podcast title you have chosen is already taken? Hi, and welcome to Legit Podcast Pro. I'm Gordon Firemark. Well, hello and welcome to Legit Podcast Pro. I'm Gordon Firemark, the podcast lawyer, and this podcast is for you if you're serious about podcasting, whether it's in your business or as a career or as a sideline. And on the show we're doing, you will get tips and strategies and advice from me and my guests on how to protect and grow and profit from your podcast. So here is today's topic. I got this question in a DM from a podcast coach whose client has asked, Hey, I want to change my podcast title. Um, uh, excuse me, I want to uh, name my podcast Wacky Widgets. I changed that title to uh, keep things clean here. But there's a podcast based in another country called The Wacky Widget, and they haven't released an episode since March. Does this cause a potential copyright infringement or am I okay? Well, okay, first of all, let's just clarify something. This wouldn't be a copyright question. It's about trademark. You see, copyrights protect original expression of ideas that are more than just a phrase or a couple of words. Trademark law does protect distinctive words and symbols and phrases and marks, in other words, brands, that are affixed to goods or services to indicate and distinguish their source from others in the market. So a distinctive podcast title is supposed to give an indication of where the show comes from, which company or person is behind it. So if it's distinctive, then the title could be protected as a trademark. But the scenario in this question actually raises a whole bunch of issues. So let's take them one at a time. First, is the title Wacky Widgets distinctive enough to be considered a trademark? Now, I have my doubts about this. In fact, I'm currently involved in an argument with the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office over another show's title that is two descriptive words, very similar here. The examining attorney's attorney uh, position is that there is um, that it does nothing but um, – Nothing but describe the content of the show. And so my concern is that if Wacky Widgets is a show about crazy inventions or weird items that people find or something, then it's probably going to encounter a similar objection. But if it's about something completely different, like, say, fly fishing, then that incongruity might be enough to pass the test if the examiner agrees that it's uh, fanciful or a suggestive and not a descriptive brand. But let's assume for a moment that it is deemed distinctive enough for trademark protection. Well, it's already taken. Somebody else has been using the same or confusingly similar brand. And that's the test, whether there is a likelihood of confusion of the average consumer as to the source or origin of the junior mark. And if so, that's a trademark infringement. But the question in our scenario said that the senior user hasn't published an episode since March. It's December now, so that's what, about nine months Trademarks can lose their protection if they are deemed abandoned, that is, if they stop being used in commerce. But nine months isn't even close to long enough for that abandonment to be assumed. Usually we're looking for three or five or more years of non-use. 
So should this podcaster feel free to go ahead and adopt wacky widgets for her show? I'm still going to give an unqualified no, because, but not for the reasons that she's asking about, not because it's some kind of an infringement. It's because, well, you see, I have, I said my, I have my doubts that the brand is distinctive enough to be protected as a trademark, but that's actually the reason I'm saying no, it's, it's too descriptive. This podcaster could probably get away with using that title, but so could another 10 or a hundred or a thousand podcasts. Even one other show with the same or a similar title can dilute the impact. And worse, if their show is crap, people might get confused and think it's yours or that you're associated with them somehow or something like that. So please, please, please pick a distinctive title, one that will stand out and capture people's attention and imagination. Let the subtitle and the cover art and the description fill in a bit more about what your show is about. You'll still get discovered, I promise. So... What if you already have chosen that descriptive title and you're dozens or hundreds of episodes in? Is all hope lost? Well, no. Good news. I, I confess, I actually made this exact mistake with my own podcast, Entertainment Law Update. Pretty dang descriptive for a podcast that gives you an update on what's new in the field of entertainment law. Am I right? Okay. But a descriptive phrase can develop acquired distinctiveness. After five or more years of continuous use, your audience, the consumers, will probably have associated a secondary meaning of the descriptive brand with you, the source. And that acquired distinctiveness, if you can prove it exists, is enough to get the full trademark protection. And in the meantime, if you do have a descriptive title, but you have less than five years of use to show – it's still possible to register on the supplemental register. Now, that doesn't give you all the protection of a registered trademark, but it does show up in trademark searches, availability searches, and it can block a later user's registration from going through. So there's some real value in it. And just so you don't worry about little old me, Entertainment Law Update has been around for almost 14 years now. So we're, we're good to go. Our trademark is safe. Now, one more thing. I've been talking about U.S. law. And the scenario we started out with involved a podcaster from another country. Now, trademark registration usually doesn't extend beyond international borders. That involves some extra procedure to register in the other countries or other some regions of the world you can do all at once. But the smart folks, they run a trademark search before they adopt a title or brand just to check. And marks, even those on the supplemental register, will show up and warn them off. And you can say, hey, you registered in bad faith or you adopted the name in bad faith because you knew we were there or should have known. Because after all, if you expect any of your audience to be in the U.S., you don't want their access to your show to be blocked because you've chosen a title that's protected here. And the same goes vice versa. So you wouldn't be able to distribute an American-based show in, say, the Netherlands if you know the, if there's a, an existing podcast with a registered trademark in the Netherlands. So that's the sort of the game we, we have to play. But a large part of the audience is here in the U.S., so we, we do those, those kind of things that way. Bottom line is this. Register your brand name. Choose a distinctive title, first off. Register it as a trademark, whether it's on the principal register because it's very distinctive or on the supplemental because you're working toward acquiring that distinctiveness. And follow up and make sure you chase down the folks who adopt similar titles to tell them, hey – I'm already here in this space. You find something else to do and do it early on so they don't have a big burden of, of making the change. 
And that should be uh, the best way you can protect and, and uh, you know, don't adopt the title of a show that you already know exists, even if they haven't released episodes in a while. It's just, it's bad form and uh, it could cause you problems later on. So that's it for this episode. I will see you again really, really soon. Um, uh, but for, before I forget, uh, in, in a couple of weeks, I'm going to be holding my workshop, Business and Legal Fundamentals for Podcast Growth and Profit. And uh, registration isn't quite open yet, uh, but it's coming really, really soon. And so you can go, I'm trying to get something up on the screen here. You can go over to gordonfiremark.com slash earlybird and get on our wait list if you want an invitation. So you can get that as soon as we open up registration. You can head on over to gordonfiremark.com slash earlybird and uh, join the wait list. And we will let you know as soon as the dates are firm and the times are firm and and you can be one of our invited uh, participants in the workshop. And that's it for this episode. I'm glad to be here. See you soon.